Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. Hawks win 4-3 over the Seattle Kraken at the United Center. I'm Jay Zawaski with Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson will join us shortly from the UC. A little change of pace today. We're going to start today's show discussing the Corey Perry situation and what went down today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to get to the game when Greg joins us a little bit later on. I think we sort of have a duty to do that. It's really the first time we've had the chance to really get into it here. Before we do that, smash that like button on YouTube for us. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Same deal if you're listening on our podcast. We appreciate you too. Make sure you're following, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Before we get to Corey Perry, we're going to get you voting for the four-star of the game. Three stars of the game. Number three, Peter Mrazek with 33 saves. Outstanding. Number two star, Mackenzie Entwistle, a goal, plus two. And your number one star, woo, Joey Anderson with a pair of assists. So nominees for four star, here they are. Boris Kachuk with a goal, plus one. 11.51 of ice time and one shot. That's 100% shooting percentage, my friend. That'll get it done. Jason Dickinson, a goal, plus two, two shots and six shot attempts. And Seth Jones, an assist, 23.43 of ice time. Five shots on goal, eight shot attempts. Six block shots and a takeaway. Another night at the office for number four. So get those votes in there and we'll reveal the winner towards the end of the show. We'll visit Connor's Corner and do all the things we always do. But Mario, let's start with uh, Kyle Davidson. Um, we went there. The three of us were there when Kyle Davidson met the media today. And um, boy, he was he was very upset. Yeah, he was teetering on that line between rage and tears where it felt like he wanted to say more but couldn't. Yeah. And was clearly, you know, clenched jaw, very serious looking, very stern, and then a couple points in the during the comments got choked up. Yeah. Like you could tell he was very affected. By what's gone on, going on over the last six days. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know you see all the uh, all the stuff that has uh, spiraled out of control online, and he made it a point in his uh, opening statement regarding uh, everything that's been going on to dismiss that tomfoolery that was uh, being spread everywhere, and uh, to do that emphatically, I think was important uh to come from him 
And I think as uh, if you if you saw the uh, press conference today, listen to what Kyle Davidson had to say later in the uh, conference. He is asked about you know, I think Phil Thompson had the question about you know what's kind of how it's been handled over the last uh, couple of days, 48, 24 hours, however it was. And, um, you know, it's, I think Davidson, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of, like, he he feels like he's wearing a lot of what has gone on um, outside of the organization right? Uh, because of how things have, have transpired. And, you know, I, I, as we've talked about it, uh, as things have happened and as we have – uh, had you know discussions uh, on social media and whatnot throughout the week. Um, you know we have we were talking about the organization looking for more transparency, being able to give more information to help protect players and the organization or, or whatever um, in 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 different ways. But knowing what we know now what has been divulged publicly um, still is not a lot of information, but knowing what we know now, knowing the process uh, that the Blackhawks took in six days to go from incident reported internal investigation, you figure, figure out what happened and you come to a conclusion with, you know, the, a play, the player involved to happen all in six days. Yeah is actually pretty impressive. And I think, you know, Davidson uh, takes a lot of, is is taking a lot of uh, pride and responsibility in trying to change the culture around the Blackhawks organization and, you know, with the reputation um, that the team has, you know, from from outside perspective. So to to hear him today, you could tell that this was a very trying week yeah. uh, for, for him personally and, and I think for the organization as well. And um, yeah, like you said, like it really felt like he wished he could say more to maybe dispel any other nonsense happening, but uh, seems like for the right reasons he's not because it seems like there is a unnamed party yeah. involved in this that um, probably would like to remain. Yeah. So that. there's a little bit of information here uh, that was in Ryan Clark's story for ESPN. Um, I want to, I'm, I, I want to read this because it sort of jives with things I've been hearing over the last few days, just so everybody knows if I'm not 100% certain with information I'm getting, I'm not going to go with it. I'm not going to roll it out. I'm not going to tweet it unless I have double, triple confirm- confirmation firsthand that this is something that's happened. You're not going to hear it from me. And most trustworthy people would do the same. Okay. So here's what Ryan Clark in his story for ESPN is sourcing Emily Kaplan here. Quote, a source told ESPN's Emily Kaplan that Perry didn't indeed travel with the team to Columbus last Tuesday, a day before the game, and an incident occurred that day involving a team employee. Davidson said Perry, who did not play in the team's 7-3 loss, was, quote, immediately pulled from the game. It should say the lineup. The game was not going on uh, once the Blackhawks were notified. And at that point, 
the club began an investigation. So there's confirmation from Emily Kaplan that there was an incident with Perry and a team employee. I heard that from two different sources over the last two days. Was not comfortable going with it. Emily Kaplan is as plugged into the NHL and to the Blackhawks as anyone in the league. Mm -hmm. So if she says it, it's as good as gold for me. And this should give, hopefully, the people that are thirsty for every sort of detail a little bit of pause now knowing that there's someone in this organization that has been impacted by what Corey Perry did. You don't need to know exactly what he did because here's what happens. It gets out what happened or where it happened, right? Mm -hmm. The specific, maybe they were in an establishment, maybe it was in a locker room, whatever. Okay, then employees of the Blackhawks or friends of employees of the Blackhawks go, okay, well, if it was here, these were the people that were here. Right. And I know that maybe this person did it, and then that person gets gets exposed mm -hmm. against their will. So the fact that they're sharing as much detail and that and he's being as vague as he's being, it makes sense now in hindsight, right? Yeah. When you look at the way Kyle Davidson handled this, and look, I was a little bit critical because I said they should give more detail because what's going to happen is rumors are going to run rampant. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? Rumors ran rampant. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, Davidson saying, I'm wearing that a little bit. It's true. He feels responsible. But, Kyle, if you're watching this, I don't think you should put that on yourself. Knowing what the situation is, what is it that you can do? What more could you have done? If you go and explain XYZ specifically happened, you are potentially exposing the victim of whatever happened to further exposure that they don't want. Ridic Absolutely not. Ridicule. I think and, yeah. he's got to wear it as a GM. Wear it's the wrong word. He's got to face the, the bullet storm as the GM. Mm -hmm. And I think he handled it very, very well. He did. And, you know... I Another thing that was brought up in his availability that I think is is really important to uh, keep in perspective of everything is that um, I, it was either Ben Pope or Joe Brand. I can't remember who asked the question, but along the lines of, you know, following the, you know, the attempts to kind of change the culture and put, put uh, things in place to where anyone within the organization, be it a player, a coach, an employee, whatever, um, would feel comfortable enough to come forward with any incidents uh, like this, especially following uh, everything that happened with the investigation into uh, what happened to Kyle Beach and, and Brad Aldrich's sexual assaults against him. Um, you know, he was asked, like, isn't this, is this kind of a good sign that you know, what you're doing and what you're implementing is actually working because this person felt comfortable enough to come forward. And, and, uh, Davidson, you know, said pretty, you know, succinctly like, yes, like it's, if there is a silver lining to the situation, it is that whatever happened, uh, and whoever came forward felt like they could do it and that something would, would be done about it because look like this is, this is a player in Corey Perry, that is uh, very um, well noted in the NHL. Um, you know, as an NHL player, uh, probably on the bubble of that Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 not a small thing to come forward and say this incident happened 
uh, with me and Corey Perry being involved. So, um, you know, I, 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 as, as uncomfortable as it is of a situation uh, to be in, there is that silver lining, I think, for, for Davidson and for the organization that, you know, even though something did happen, they were able to come to a resolution with it yeah, and, and be able to do something about it and, and give the person, uh, whoever was involved with it, um, some sort of conclusion. Yeah, it means their system is working. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what Danny Wirtz and uh, Jamie Faulkner and Kyle Davidson wanted to put in place when they all came into control of the organization and say, look, and this proves that it's not just lip service. And there's people I've been doing with online all the time saying, like, the Hawks are sweeping this under the rug. No. Sweeping this under the rug is saying, sweeping, all right. Sweeping this under the rug yourself. is us finding about finding out about this in 10 years. Yes, or in three months or whatever it might be. And, and they, they say to Corey Perry, all right, hey, keep this on a down low. They talk to the employee, like, hey, will you sign a non-disclosure agreement? Whatever, we'll make this go away. We'll, we'll pay you, compensate you. That's sweeping it under the rug. Hoping right. it never comes to rear its ugly head is sweeping it under the rug. They immediately took action. Yeah. He went from power play one to out of the lineup in the matter of hours. And... By tomorrow afternoon, out of an NHL job. And probably for good. Yeah. I, I can't imagine a team is going to take a flyer on Corey Perry at age 38 after after uh, this incident. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine that, that that a team would do that. No. So, I don't know. I, I, just, I just, for the future, if you see something online that seems too, too sensational to be real... Chances are, it's too sensational to be real. Yeah. Like, I was really disappointed by how many people took that rumor, and I'm not going to name it out loud, you know what it is, and ran with it and made jokes about it. I saw Greg Wyshynski, ESPN employed Greg Wyshynski, say, I hope Gunnar Bedard's got his notifications turned off. That's hilarious. That's really effing funny. I hope you got your clicks and your likes and your memes out of it. Yeah, lol. Where meanwhile you have a family affected by some bullshit rumor running wild on the internet. Yep. It's ridiculous, and I don't know it. the The media literacy in this country is a freaking embarrassment. That people can't tell the difference between some dickhead's random Twitter account and an actual news story. Yeah, and an actual sourced. Reliable, dependable re- reports. So, uh, yeah. uh, here's a screenshot from my buddy who works at TSN. Shut. What are you talking I, about? And you, yeah. people think that's real. Uh, it's, it's disappointing. It, it's, it's honestly disappointing that something like that can get the legs that it did. Um, but I mean. The internet is full of, of, of awfulness. So as, as depressing as it sounds, I'm not surprised that something like that caught fire and completely uh, took over a, a, a false narrative around this, this whole situation. And, you know, it, it, we've talked about it before. Like it is still open season for 31 other fan bases to shit on the Blackhawks. Yep. So given the opportunity, 
uh, random name X Y B three one nine one five one N Y two two one Twitter account says something ridiculous, and people think it's LOLs and funny, and it gets shared everywhere. I mean, I I I don't understand. I don't understand what. First off, what's funny about that rumor being humorous? I don't I don't get it. Uh, secondly, it's it's just the uh, this, the the lack of consequence spreading of everything. Um, you know, I I just I, I I don't know how and why we got to a point where stuff like that can just uh, can just take legs. It's it's really uh, disappointing. And, um, you know, I, I would love to say that, you know, defamation lawsuits and all that stuff could be brought against these people, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't think you can do that. I don't that. think their Hawks are going to waste their time on that. No. They certainly could, and the Bedard family certainly could. Yeah. And maybe I don't know. they will. It's, it's, but it's just a really sad, uh, it's just a really sad situation. And I think, actually, Ryan, uh, this is a good point. So small towns have done this sort of gossip for ages, and now people spread that sort of thing on social media, which is pathetic. And and you know what? If social media, Twitter specifically, is not just that, it's every every small town, every small group of, of people all brought together in one big giant open room. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And it's where every voice is equal. Yeah, there's no more. And like with the the elimination of like true verifications. Where yeah. journalists or newsmakers or influencers or whatever you could see, this is their actual account. It's coming from a, it's actual information from a source has been verified. Mm-hmm. Now that anyone can just buy a verification, and if you did that, cool on you. Whatever you want, you want to see what you want to see. Whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it is it's the wild freaking west more than it's ever been now. Right. And how many just innocently. How many Connor Bedard Twitter accounts happened this year? Yeah. And right. everyone's like, oh, Connor Bedard's on Twitter. Nope, that's not Connor Bedard. No, it's not him. But there's no way to prove that it's Connor Bedard or not. It's just like, yeah. it's not. So we're just, I'm just imploring you, if you're listening to this show, to please, please, please. Take, take an extra second. Read it again. Yeah. Consider the source. Take a deep breath. And I'll, I'll challenge you to, like, when your friends and family start sending you this crap, Shoot it down immediately. Don't engage in it. Don't play around with it. Yeah. It's dangerous. And now with that kid, 18 years old, with the weight of the world on his shoulders already, every time he steps on an opposing rink for the near future is going to have to hear about that. Yeah. Because a one jag on Twitter thought it would be funny to make something up. It's ridiculous. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Today was definitely a day that the mute and block buttons were... Uh, Getting a getting a whole workout, so yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I, I I would like to think that I don't want to I don't want to say that I hope this is put to bed. Um, with all with with the Davidson presser being kind of the the end all of it. Um, but I would think this is all the information we'll ever get about it, and I think to the you know to. The, to those involved, um, I think that's maybe for the 
the best of their of their interests and hopes. Um, but I, I, I think being able to say, uh, you know, the, the person that was in the wrong in this situation is swiftly out of the organization and out of a job um, feels like the best case scenario uh, to, you know, come to a conclusion on, on this situation. So hopefully, um, hopefully that's it. And, and there really needs to hopefully be nothing more out of this uh, for, you know, for, for the sake of those involved. Yeah. All right, are you ready to move on to the game? Sure. Or should hey, we move on to the trade first? Hey, d- yeah, I was going to say, hey, remember there was a trade? <laughs> yeah. Let's do the trade. We'll do the game with Craig. We'll do a quick quick trade. So uh, the Hawks today, uh, right as the game was starting, uh, acquired Vancouver winger Anthony Bouvillier. Great yeah. name, by the way. Yeah. Just a beautiful name. Very hockey-esque. Uh, he is 26 years old, former first-round pick of the New York Islanders back in 2015. He was 28th overall. This year, he's got eight points in 22 games for Vancouver, playing about 13 minutes a night, uh, plus eight. I saw a little post-game quote from Luke Richardson, who describes him as, as quote, a little spark plug out there. Cool. So another uh, smallish forward who's going to bring some speed and some scoring ability. What I like about this for the Hawks is, A, you gave up virtually nothing to get it. And it uh, gives you some lineup flexibility. This is a guy that you can kind of move up and down the lineup He's good enough to hang on the top line if needed. He could probably go down to play your third or fourth line if he wanted to. Uh, a lot of flexibility, more scoring depth here. And I think, and I wrote about this when I wrote the story for allchgo.com, that at this point, without Perry and without Hall, it almost felt like negligent to not go get some kind of help yeah. for the offense. And this is a good, uh, this is a solid first step. I don't think he's not going to change their draft lottery status or anything like that. But he's definitely going to be a guy that can play in the top six and not look completely out of sorts in doing so. Yeah, he can. He can play in this top six. I think. I think is the uh, right the 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 difference there. But yeah, I mean, it's twenty six year old guy, uh, forty points last season uh, in split time between Vancouver and and the Islanders. Uh, former first round pick. Um, he's a UFA at the end of this year, so it's it's you're literally getting him for just this season. Um, and you gave up a pick that I, I, we had some confusion in the press box as we were looking up the information. I don't think it's a pick the Blackhawks own the conditional fifth yeah, it's round. It's weird. It's really weird, but I don't have enough like confidence in my knowledge of yeah. this to like get too into it. But it looks like. It might actually be the Leafs who own this pick right now. I have no idea. It was it was very confusing, but Cap Friendly said it was <laughs> the it was the Blackhawks' fifth round pick at some point. But it uh, it's it's Vancouver's uh, issue to deal with now. But yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a good good guy to bring in, um, a, a proven NHLer, and you know, as as good as you know, Joey Anderson has played in his uh, short time being called up here. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to have a little bit more of an NHL roster. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, bringing in Beauvillier for, for basically nothing, um, it's, it's, it's not a bad move. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it, it's a guy that helps insulate the lineup uh, pretty, pretty well. And, uh, you know, if he does anything of, you know, 
importance that you think, oh, maybe, you know, you give him a one-year extension or something, that's gravy. If he's if he rides out this year and that's yeah. all it is, fine. You gave up a conditional fifth-round pick. Whatever. Well, and, T- and Taylor Hall is back next year. Yeah. Uh, he's got one year left on that deal, so hopefully that ACL heals in time mm-hmm. for the season and he'll be 100%. So we'll see. It's uh, it, Look, I'm I'm all for – I love transactions. I love new players. It's exciting. Yeah. Something new to talk about. And, uh, you know, I, I think this makes a lot of sense, especially when you consider what was given, all those sort of things. It's yeah. kind of a no-brainer. So, I mean, if you're not signing Phil Kessel, this is the next best thing. I know. I'm supposed to, it just really feels like they're just trolling you at this point. It's sad. It breaks my heart. It really <laughs> I know. Breaks it's my sad. Heart. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a solid move, I would say. And I don't know. Maybe there's more to come. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Greg's going to join us in a little bit. We're going to get out to him. Uh, but first, we want to tell you about our friends at Circa. Yeah, Circa. They're a, a great sports book to uh, place your sporting wagers on. Uh, they have a uh, sports book, strives, Circa Sportsbook strives to be at a minus 110 split, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or 120. So you have the best tight money line sp- splits and low hold models out there with Circa Sportsbook. Uh, they keep as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books around. Uh, they have high a- uh, app limits and great transparency. Circa Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. So if you're winning with Circa, they are going to say, hey, Keep winning with Circa. And if you're not winning with Circa, they're going to say, hey, keep betting with Circa. We encourage bettors to download, Circa encourages bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available and compare the lines from each sports book. And you will find that you are going to get the best ones on the Circa Sports app. And they have tremendous customer service. There are real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chat bots Boo! all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main circa sportsbook at the circa resort and casino in las vegas so download the circa sports illinois app at circa sports.com slash illinois dash app and uh, sign up today also be on the lookout for circa events watch parties and tailgates if you or someone you know has a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That is 1-800-426-2537 or text GAMB, GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And we also want to welcome Empire Today to the CHGO family. Empire. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, Quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have people that are trying to be like them. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, or speed. Imposters. Yeah. Their competition advertises low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Walked into my friend's house the other day. I said, these floors, where are they from? They said somewhere else. I go, I could tell they look like crap. They're not from Empire. <laughs> I could tell these are not Empire floors. They're terrible. Man, you're Empire will throwing, not profit. Throwing floor shade at your <laughs> friends. Stay out of my house. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, get better floors, jerks. We're not friends anymore. I have terminated the friendship. 
<laughs> Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who, who does that is putting flooring in their home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Use their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy you to snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring, and who doesn't? So you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All CHGO listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO. To put a cap on uh, the the discussion surrounding Corey Perry here. Sure. I think some some quotes here from players are coming in um, that I think are important. Okay. Uh, So this is from uh, Ben Pope. Uh, Nick Foligno calls the Corey Perry news, quote, stunning, says the Hawks organization will stand up for what they believe will complete, will uh, create the best culture. Uh, Continued, Foligno says, it's a hard day. It doesn't make it any easier because we care about Corey a ton and we're going to wish him well. But the group in here has to galvanize around this and make sure we're holding ourselves to a high standard and how serious the Chicago Blackhawks are about that and the culture they want to build here. We are lucky to be a part of it. Um, I think it's important to note that, as uh, Davidson said, in his uh, media availability is that uh, he addressed the team uh, earlier this afternoon uh, about the uh, process of Corey Perry being dismissed from the team. Uh, But he did say that the team uh, players did not have any details as to why uh, Perry would be, or Perry would be gone from the team. So, uh, keep that in mind as well. This coming from Mark Lazarus. Uh, Seth Jones on Corey Perry. Quote, he's a brother and we care about everyone in this room. We don't have any details of what happened, but I know the organization wants to keep a level of conduct here and a place where we hold each other to a cer- to a standard. I guess that that was broken. So that is uh, coming from the players uh, regarding Corey Perry. And again, it seems that the information given to the players uh, was that the same was the same was that Perry is not going to be around and uh, it's it's an organizational matter again protecting the person on the other side of the situation Mm -hmm. which is the appropriate way to handle it again any amount of detail given to the players given to the media given to whoever is risks exposing the other person on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. I think they've handled it quite correctly. And yeah, like, look, these guys are together all the time and they're going to talk about, they do care about him. Mm -hmm. Like I have had friends in my life that have done horrible things that are unforgivable. And do I still care about them? Yes. (laughs) Right. Right. Like you don't just stop caring about someone you care about because they, they effed up. And I, I think I, I can predict a lot of people will come down on Seth Jones and, and Nick Felino for saying we care about him. He's our brother. These guys are really tightly knit mm. and they're a team and that's been pounded into her head. Like think about all the team building stuff they've done together, all those sort of things. It is the way hockey culture works for better or worse. But I don't think saying 
we care about him says what he did is okay. Right. And no one there is saying that, so I hope they are not they are not treated as if that's what they're saying because it's very clearly not. Yeah, I mean, uh, as both of those guys say in, in, in these quotes here, you know, there there is a standard that Blackhawks are, are setting, and it wasn't met in this situation. So they are acknowledging that, you know, the the whatever happened broke that standard. Well, and, and look, so like, that's so that's the 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 consequence of and it. And that's those guys now they see like man if if they'll do that with Corey Perry, don't I'm not safe from that either. Like we really got to watch her, you know. Yeah. It it and I don't think they have, there's really anyone to worry about in that room, but like it does send a message of there is no different set of rules for different guys here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Corey Perry was the big free agent signing. He was uh, wore wore a letter on his sweater. He was featured in all the. He was just in the every shift video. Yeah, like everything about Corey Perry has been publicized and praised this year. We saw Hawks fans coming around to the idea of Corey Perry being a Blackhawk, partly because of the way the Hawks were putting him out, and he, we we joked about it all the time. Mm-hmm. The continued humaniz- humanization of Corey Perry, right? Like for them to just be like, "What happened? Oh hell no, gone." Right. That that says a lot to me on a lot of levels. It's it's it shows they're serious about it and it shows everybody in that locker room that no one is above this. Yeah. And that's to me one of the things that I think like when you look back on the Kyle Beach thing is maybe those men in that room, Quenville, Bowman, McDonough, McIsaac, all knew what the right thing to do was, but instead they said, you know what? Right now hockey's more important. We're going to prioritize the hockey over the right thing to do. And then, oh, well, uh, whatever happens in the offseason will happen, and we'll just assume it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right? With this, Kyle Davidson took the situation, put hockey aside, and did the right thing. Yep. So, so be it. Yep. There's one thing I do wonder. Should Danny Wirtz have said something? Yeah, I mean, it, it. I will say that I was a little surprised that it was just Kyle uh, talking to the media today. Um, I don't know why. Could have been. Could have been his own decision to say, you know what, I'm. I'm gonna face this. Um, but I think you know, it would have. It would have been an extra step, um, to have seen a more organizational front uh today but i i i think given the situation kyle handled handled it really well um but yeah i mean i i I think if you you know if you would have had the additional presence of danny wirtz um and jamie faulkner at the press conference it it probably carries a little bit more weight um but i i I don't know why they weren't there. I, Jamie Faulkner, she is the president of business operations. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is a forward-facing front office member here, but she is pretty hands-off with the hockey stuff. Sure. Maybe this is Danny Wirtz saying, you're the hockey guy. I am not going to meddle in the hockey stuff. If you think this is the right move to make, you should make it. But I think hearing Danny Wirtz say, this decision 
was brought to us by Kyle Davidson. We gave him full authority to make whatever movie he thought was correct, and he made it. We stand by it. Mm-hmm. I think that would have a lot of impact. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about like what leaks into what to see if, if Jamie Faulkner should have been there or not. I think sure. Uh, no, that's, that's even true. if they just that's stood true. beside Kyle Davidson, questions would have come for them. Mm. But it would show a united front. I don't know. I look, I'm glad I don't work in PR. I have no idea how yeah. to do it. Like it's it's all very complicated, but I would like to hear from at least Danny Wirtz sooner or later on this. Maybe after a couple of days when things sort of settle down. He can say, hey, I'd like to talk. Maybe he does something on a pregame show. Maybe he puts out a statement or something like that. Yeah. But I think uh, I like how this organization is being run right now. I would like to see Danny out in front of some of the more negative things that have come up, though. Like going back last year to the Pride Night thing, to this. As the owner, you can't only be out there when things are good. You've mm-hmm. got to be out there and face it when things are bad. And I think when you go out and if he was to go out and, and speak and back up Davidson or however he wants to do it, it would give a lot of people more faith in the organization too. I don't think there's a downside to that. No. No, and and I think we have the general understanding that, you know, Daniel Wirtz is, is trying to be uh, – you know, moving the organization forward in, in, in a better uh, environment since, you know, everything that happened a couple of years ago. And being out front and being, uh, you know, being present at the, at the press conference today, yeah, I, I, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad about doing that. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think, like you said, like it could have been a decision to say Kyle – can handle this because it's you know it's the hockey side of things um i'm not sure but yeah. I, I i i think you're you're correct in saying that there's no wrong in in being there but yeah maybe something maybe something in the next couple of days um you know there's there's an actual danny Wirtz availability or whatever yeah um, we don't know but uh uh greg is standing by i'm gonna bring him by in a second but i want to address uh, daniel in the chat here who says I wish Chicago journalists would dig a bit on this in the Alan Williams story. Uh, I'm not, I don't cover the Bears, so I'm not going to talk about Alan Williams, but we've addressed this, and if it's not clear, I'll ask you to rewind it or play it afterwards. The reason the digging is not being done is because we don't want to expose a victim. Yeah. We don't want someone's name to get out there. It's the reason the Hawks are not offering the information. There are legal, there's legal ramifications and there is a victim here that is not a public figure. Right. It is very simple to understand. Your desire to get the dirt does not trump the desire to protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Yeah. I, Sorry. Go ahead. You're good. <laughs> All right, Greg. We're good. Let's bring Greg in. Sorry, the little chimey thing didn't yeah, go Yeah, the off. chime didn't go we off. Didn't know I didn't you were know there, Greg, Greg was there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. You need he to, is uh, live at the you United need to Center. announce your presence with authority. Move to your left a little bit there, uh, Kyle Davidson. I got it. I there got it. Go. I got it. All right. Can we talk about a hockey game? They played Yes. One. We yes. have not talked about the hockey game yet. Yes. We saved, what it. Happened? We saved it just for you. <laughs> it's uh, been one hell of a long fucking day. But, hey, it ended with a win. And uh, that's fun. Um, yeah. We got to talk to 
you're not going to believe this, Nick Felino after the game, but uh, he had a lot of good things to say. Um, <clears throat> he was very proud of how the guys responded. You know, it, it, this has been a long week for them too, the, the guys in that room, to having one of the guys that was brought here to be a veteran leader and, and for everything we've seen was exactly that on the ice, all of a sudden is gone and, and they still don't know all the reasons why. So uh, he was proud. Nick Felino said he was proud of them. Luke Richardson said uh, he was proud of the guys for being professionals. He said he could hear them uh, right before going out for warmups, yelling and shouting in the locker room. He said Nick Felino probably had a lot to do with that, get him up and going. Uh, and he said it would have been very easy for this group to, to lose focus, especially after coughing up that two goal lead, but they came out and they fought through it. And you know, Peter Morazic was fantastic tonight. Great job from him, mm -hmm. especially when you consider we haven't seen him in net since that disaster in Columbus, his worst game as a Blackhawk, probably. Yeah. It's been almost a week since he's played. He was great tonight. They don't win this game without him. Uh, but a, uh, a simplified effort. You saw more of what Luke's been preaching for the last few weeks about just take the simple play. Jason Dickinson, my God, how, like, he, he, if you had a vote to give out an MVP on this team, it's Jason Dickinson getting my vote right now. I mean, he has been so damn good. Joey Anderson, again, just playing his ass off, making – Easy but tough plays, you know, going to tough areas of the ice, but then making the correct simple play. Mackenzie Entwistle gets back in the lineup, scores a big goal. You know, we just we just saw what they what Luke Richardson's been wanting to see. Uh, they got outplayed for big stretches of this game. They were outshot a ton. The uh, Connor Bedard line was uh, pretty much a non-factor, hemmed in their own end for much of the night. But you won. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. That's what this team does. I know, you know, this isn't a, a season uh, about winning. It's, it's still a rebuild season, and we're still, you know, high draft pick is the expectation. But you have to feel good for this group of guys. They've been through a shitty week, too. And yes. for them to take two out of three on this, this homestand and get a win tonight – it, you feel good for them. They earned it. They deserve it. Yeah, I mean, and look, any any Hawks win is probably going to look like this, right, where maybe they're a little bit getting outplayed early and then they get ahead and in the third period they're just holding on for dear life. That's how most Hawks wins are going to look this year, and that was certainly the case in this one. But you're right, like, to kill that five-on-three and emphatically kill that five-on-three – like, there were not a ton of super dangerous chances uh, from Seattle on that five-on-three. And, like, this is what we talk about. Yeah, this is what you talk about, like, with the the leadership Felino brings to this young team and, like, what the veteran guys that here are. Like, I, I want to – we haven't mentioned him yet. I've been on Tyler Johnson's ass for the last week or so. Yeah. Great game tonight. Yeah. He was all over the place. He was engaged. He was doing everything, playing in the 200-foot game. You saw Boris Kachuk step up into the top line when Nick Felino was off for a while. Like, you've got guys stepping up. Mackenzie Whistle comes off the bench and plays his ass off, gets mm -hmm. a star of the game. Like, you've got these guys, like, they're playing hard. And, like, that's the thing. 
we'll get fired up when the effort's not there. And too often this year, the effort's not been there. But over the last little bit, you're starting to see the, the efforts be a little more consistent and the messages getting through early on in this game. The first period especially, the shoot the damn puck memo from uh, Luke Richardson got through. Seth yeah. Jones had three shots on goal within like the first, what, 10 minutes of the game or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were just peppering Grubauer with pucks. And lo and behold, you're up 2 nothing before you can blink. Hopefully they're getting the message here because they're getting results when they when they do what they're being coached to do, they're getting the results. Yeah, I mean, the first goal, the Kachuk goal, it, it started because Bedard was out there at the end of a shift, and he saw he was outnumbered, so he just made a simple play. He was by the side of the net, but he put it on net, and Grubauer, Grubauer couldn't handle a rebound. It got cycled around. It went to Seth Jones, shot from the point, rebound off the pad. There's Kachuk to put it home. Simple, simple hockey. This is what this team has to play if it wants to win games. These team, This team cannot get in shoot like they can't try and outskill most teams on most nights because they can't and they won't they have to just take what's given to them and cash in on your chances that's exactly what they did tonight yeah i i it was pretty refreshing to see uh the guys rewarded who were who were playing that that simple style and who were who were you know doing the things that luke richardson has has preached about uh, this season, getting rewarded for for doing exactly that, Boris Kachuk in the right spot for for a rebound off of a shot from Seth Jones that had traffic in front from Ryan Donato, like perfect, wonderful. That's exactly what you want to see in those kinds of situations. On the end whistle goal, you have Joey Anderson making a tough play behind the net, bringing the puck to the front of the net in a, in you know just kind of like a power move. And then, sure, he doesn't score, but Mackenzie Entwistle comes from the corner after a board battle, goes right to the front of the net, and he's wide open, uncovered, wide open net for the rebound, bang it in. Like, that's what you have to do. The simplicity of playing north-south, playing in areas that other that, that it takes a commitment to go and play in those areas, and the simplicity of if you want to score goals in the NHL, what's the best way to do that? Go directly to the goal. And just yes. and and either take the puck there or be there with your with your stick on the ice and be ready for a rebound or, or a or a deflection or something like it's it's a very simple straightforward game at times and this team is not yet talented enough to get away with the tic tac toe overpassing let's sauce it cross the ice for a pretty goal they don't have that talent level their talent level right now is 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 beef and potatoes like play beef and potatoes hockey go straight to the net. And, and, and get something that isn't pretty, but it counts just the same. We were watching, uh, Greg, you were not up there. You were you were writing, but we were there so early after Kyle Davidson spoke. <laughs> there were like a little kid's game was happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. During, you know, while we were right after the... In presser. the four hours before the game started. <laughs> I was laughing at myself because... They're shooting the puck and going to the net. It's so damn simple. <laughs> I'm like, it's right there. It's in one-eighth speed, yeah. but it's right there for you. And, yeah, that goalie is two and a half feet tall, but, damn it, they're going to the net. They're getting results. It is such a simple game, and it's so frustrating. It really but, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, that first period was so refreshing because mm-hmm. it just shows you that they can hang. Like, it's – Nick Foligno, and I think that's why we see him so frustrated. Is like early this year, was like this team is better than people think. 
We're more talented than people think. Now, that team had Taylor, a healthy Taylor Hall and mm-hmm. Corey Perry on it, and so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. But at the same time, like, he's not just saying that. Nick Fleeto's not just going to go in there and say stuff and, and, and tell the team they're better than they are. Yeah, it's not empty words just to pump tires. Right. Like, they are better than they've been playing, and that's why I think a lot of y'all have seen, like, the three of us so frustrated after these losses because it's like, what is this? Mm-hmm. We all know they're better than this. Yeah. And and this this game, despite the third period where, you know, you're just getting blitzed because they're trying to get back in the game, um, it was a solid performance. It was a solid performance, and I hope they can take this with all the stuff that was hanging over this game and to steal a line from our buddies uh, DJ and Pete, galvanize, <laughs> you know? Like... No, I actually used that word in the locker room tonight. I, uh, I I shared that with Pete and DJ. He actually said, you know, it's the type of win that can galvanize a team uh, or galvanize the message. I don't remember exactly what, what he, how he used it, but he used it, and I kind of yeah. chuckled. Um, but uh, Luke also had high praise, you know, obviously for the bottom six guys. He had high praise for Seth Jones and Alex Vlasic as well, saying that they skated skated well and were shooting the puck. That's what he wants to see out of them. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of comments about Isaac Phillips. Who had another solid game? Yeah, I mean, when you look look back and they they're on that five on three, down two men, protecting a one goal lead. It's Reese Johnson and Isaac Phillips on that on the ice. I mean, you got to give Luke Richardson a ton of credit that he's saying screw it. I'm going to trust these young guys. I'm going to trust these guys that that are we're trying to figure out if they're part of the future or not. Put them out there. Uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, I'm I'm as big of Isaac Phillip fan as you'll find. I've been a you know, the, the kids impressed me since he got here in the COVID season. Um, he was asked about his play. Uh, Luke Richardson was, and uh, the tenority on his way back. It certainly sounds like Phillips is going to be uh, heading back to Rockford. He, you know, R- Richardson said, you know, if it's a situation where Isaac is going to have to come out of the lineup, you know, every other night, every second night. It, it probably, like Alex Vlasic, it's going to be better for him to be playing every night in Rockford as opposed to one out of three here. Um, I can agree with that assessment, but if he's one of your best six defensemen here, why not just play him every night here? And right now he's top four, top five defensemen. Um, so we'll see how that goes. He wouldn't be my choice to pluck out of the lineup. No. Yeah. I, I think why Kaiser should be looking over his shoulder, and I, the only thing is, and I think Greg, you made this point the other day uh, at the game. Sonority and Phillips are kind of samey. They yes, bring kind of no. this. Yeah, I mean, look, they are. If, if it's if What's I'm Kyle Davidson, and thank God I'm not. Um, I am. Uh, I am. I am definitely. I'm keeping Phillips here, and he's playing. Sonority and Phillips are both bigger physical guys, but. Phillips can skate the puck too, and he could be he could chip in offensively too. I mean, he was playing on the power play in Rockford, so I think if you give him a couple games with Tenorti, Phillips doesn't have to be the stay-at-home physical guy. He could then show off the other assets of his game and maybe be the more of the puck bringer up and and join the rush kind of guy, which is an aspect to his game that he really hasn't shown here at the NHL level. So maybe you give him a couple games with Tenorti, you let Tenorti be the big bruiser down low, and you let Phillips maybe, you know, spread his wings a little bit and, and see what he could do uh, in that type of role here at the NHL level. 
I think you look at the the Dickinson goal and the shift that Phillips had in the offensive zone to set that goal up, keep plays alive, move the puck, and then eventually you know get it get it to Dickinson and he fired a ripper. Um, I I trust Isaac Phillips to have that that offensive ability more than I would uh, a guy like Jared Tenorti. Um and the ability to recover. He's yeah. a faster skater. Yeah. He's got a you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, to Greg's point, yes, you you don't want to. Sure, you don't want to say Phillips will do would be benefited by playing in the in the AHL rather than you know being in the NHL. But if it's one out of every three games for thirteen minutes in the NHL rather than every night for twenty minutes in the AHL. For a guy who's still very young in his career and in, in his develop as a defenseman, that path is more beneficial. So, as much as it's as much as I feel like it is a lot of the like, let's see what the kids can do mentality. Um, we're maybe not exactly at that same point with every young player, uh, and if if it means you know Phillips will take a, an extra so a little bit of extra time playing in Rockford before he is uh, able to get up to the NHL level full-time in place of, you know, Jared Tenorti being able to be available or Nikita Zaitsev sticking around, which both of those guys are on expiring deals. Um, you know, if, if it's just like, hey, Isaac, you know, hang out for the next couple of months, hang with us, we believe in you, yeah. next year will be a big opportunity. Maybe that's the messaging. I hope so. He's uh, he's certainly earned the opportunity to stay. We should mention uh, Kevin Korczynski, who did not have his finest game today. And look, like these are the things you knew you were going to get when you call up a 19-year-old defenseman that is, at this point in his career, primarily offense. Yeah. Um, but that shorthanded goal scored by the very handsome Alex Wenberg. Sorry, I got to say that. <laughs> he is my new Victor Stahlberg. That guy yeah. is dreamy. Uh, the goddamn slingshot power play, which I wrote about for today's Hawks hit. There's a teaser for you. Drop passes it off a Kraken player's shin pad, goes right into the uh, Kraken zone. They take it the other way and score. Now some pitiful defense on the other end to sure. defend that play, and Peter Mrazek went for a swim on that one. I don't know where he was going. Well, when you're... But that freaking slingshot and another two two blind passes led to goals uh, today from Korczynski. I just, I, the slingshot power play entry is going to Yeah, and they're off tomorrow, so we can ask about it. it uh, they're off tomorrow? Yeah, no oh, practice tomorrow. Interesting. Luke's giving the guys a day off tomorrow. They says they earned it. And right. uh, That's true, I think true. everybody everybody uh, on the beat is, could use a day off tomorrow. That's true. No so, doubt. No, that's yeah. true. Not, to, no. not just for the players. I appreciate no, I, the day off. <laughs> I just I just need someone. And then the answer can't be, well, if you do it the right way, it works. Well, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah, if you do everything the right way, it works, well, right? It didn't work when they had but, more skill. Like when Kane and DeBrinket were here, it didn't work. Right. You don't have you don't have the people in place to run this system. And I just don't understand when you have a puck carrier like Kevin Korczynski or Seth Jones or anybody who's the primary puck carrier on the power play entry coming through the neutral zone with speed and you get to the red line and all of a sudden you're no longer looking forward. You're looking backwards 
while you're while you're skating in t- towards your offensive zone, but you're looking backwards. What the f- what are we doing here? Yeah. And and I can't tell you how many times I've I've seen the Blackhawks on the power play carrying the puck into the neutral zone with a lot of speed, and I say to myself in the press box, and I think you guys might be able to hear me a few times, and I'm saying to myself, don't fucking pass it. And they pass it back, and it's either a deflected by the defender or it's a pass that goes all the way back to the goal line because your trailer is all the way back there, and then they carry it all the way back up the I I, I don't. Make it make sense. I need to ask Luke Richardson to the side. Like, can, I'm going to bring in a whiteboard and a marker to the to the next practice. I'm just going to be like, Luke, can you take five minutes and talk to me like I'm a five year old and explain the power play entries? I would love that. I would love to because I'd love to be proven wrong. But here, so here's a like, frustrating. I need thing it about to make too. sense to me. Like, make it the slingshot pass an option. Don't make it the default. Right. If you're, you're skating up with speed, you've got an entry, take the freaking entry. Go. Don't go full speed with a full speed ahead while the Kraken are trying to get to the blue line to defend you, and you go, eh, I'm just going to stop and drop. Why? Just keep yeah, going. I don't get it. Just keep going. I And I, I feel like if the if the Hawks would allow it, that Luke would be down to do something like that because sure. nothing gets that guy going like talking hockey. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I ask, just, we yeah. ask Bedard about it. Yeah, because you talk to Bedard about hockey, and he'll talk. Oh, Say sure. why does it? Why do you? Why does the slingshot power play work in your mind? Right, and other teams use it, but other teams are, I think, the teams that use it and have success, because there are there are people that pull their hair out over it uh, with other teams and other fan bases. Yes, so it's not just a Blackhawks. Just, thing. just Google slingshot power play, and you'll see like slingshot power play killing the Caps, killing the Red Wings, right. killing the Flyers. Killing the Kraken. Like, it's just everyone hates it. I just, yeah. I just, <laughs> and, and, and most of the time, the, the result of these entry on the slingshot power play when it does work is that you have someone with speed getting through the zone and then they break to the, to the, to the boards and chip the puck into the corner. Couldn't you just do that anyways? Yes. Like, if, like if, if Korchinski on the, on the play that he had the turnover, that led to the shorthanded goal. If he had just flipped the puck from the red line into the into the zone, into the corner, and everyone else just went into chase and going for a board battle, isn't that better and pretty much the same thing you're gonna you're going to accomplish anyway? Isn't that better than passing it backwards where there's a Seattle player or two defenders saying, "Hey, we know they're gonna drop the pass uh, back to us, so let's just play behind them you would think. and have our sticks ready." I don't know. I don't know. Well, we I, saw I, Korchinski was taken off the top power play unit after that play. So, obviously, Luke Richard was like, yep, that's enough of that. We're going to put Seth Jones out there who, you know, better at keeping the puck in. And, and um, it, overall, to, to circle back on, on, on Korchinski, you know, he's had – a rough couple of games, the St. Louis game, you know, there was a goal where he was going to go retrieve the puck behind the net lift, you know, looked up to make a pass. And while he did that, the puck was taken away from him and then deposited in the net. He's had some struggles, but nothing that's not unexpected. He, he is every bit a teenager playing a very hard diff- position for the first time in the world's greatest hockey league. Um, we weren't, if anybody thought we were going to see, Norris quality defense 82 games a year 
pass me what you're smoking because it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so these are expected normal struggles for a rookie defenseman, even more so a teenage rookie defenseman who has yet never played any kind of professional hockey before this year. So um, these are teachable moments. And all, all I say when, when I see plays like that, Korczynski make, just don't repeatedly make those same plays. Learn from them, and then the next time you're behind the net, be aware that there might be a guy behind you and get rid of the puck quicker. Make that decision a beat quicker. When you're, you know, when you've got momentum going forward on the power play, maybe not, don't go backwards. Maybe just take it into the zone. You're there because you're skating and your shooting ability. Freaking use it. So, um, mistakes happen. Uh, you know, Kale McCarr makes mistakes, but he doesn't make the same mistake very often. So that's the difference between the elite and the guys who are learning. So I'm not going yeah. to uh, ride Kevin Kurczynski hard uh, on making rookie mistakes as, as, an, you know, as a 19-year-old kid. Yeah, and, and no one is saying to send him back to junior. There's no point in that. What's no, the point of him going to stiff arm a bunch of children uh, <laughs> on his way to 150 points? Like, what's he going to learn? I'd rather have him right. failing in these games that ultimately don't really matter. They're not going to get the playoffs this year. They're not going to fight for a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Make the mistakes now. When it's time to win, they'll be out of your system, and we'll it be took, good to go. It took Duncan Keith multiple seasons yeah. to look like he belonged here, and that turned out pretty well. And not To be clear, you just said it correctly. Not to look like Duncan Keith, to look like he belonged in the NHL. Took a couple yeah. years. So. Yeah. And two full seasons in the AHL, something Kevin Korczynski doesn't have the luxury of. So, right. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's normal struggles for a young kid, and it's fine. It's okay, you know. Um, so, yeah, the power play needs some work. Um, it seems like we say that every year, no matter who's right. here. <laughs> Broken record. I mean, there were there was there were Stanley Cup years where we were like, "How come this power play sucks? Look at all these amazing players we have, and we still can't score a goal." There's a lot of pressure to score when you should. Uh, so, um, that's a work in progress. But you know, you just you just got to keep at it. Uh, here's here's an idea: draw more penalties, you get more shots at it, and you'll get better at it. Sure. There you go. It's a, sense it's, to me. it's a simple game sometimes. That's right. All right, anything that you want to add before we spring you? It's been a long day for you. You've been at the United Center since 6 a.m. Basically. It feels like I've been here for four days straight. Um, long, long day. But you know what? These are, uh, these are the types of days that are exhausting. They uh, can be frustrating at times when you have to spend all day looking at your phone, getting notifications from complete shitty human beings that are just idiots and 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 want to perpetuate pure garbage because they think they're funny and they they're going to get clicks uh it's stressful you know when you're dealing with a million things happening today we had a legendary player signed to a rival then we had you know the court the the cory perry news come out then the press conference oh and then there's a trade all in the span of a couple of hours it's a trade and there's during a game. warm-ups and then there's, and then there's a game to cover it it's an exhausting day but one of the it, these are the types of the days that are so rewarding and and confirm that like 
this is all I want to do. Like, yeah, I'm going to go home and pass out before I, I even get to the bedroom, but I'll have a smile on my face because this was, this was a rewarding day. Well, Greg, if you do pass out before the bedroom, be good if you had a helmet, but you're not going to have it today, buddy. It's all right. Yep. Once again, the fix is in. Yeah. Mario has a line to the Blackhawks, and whoever he chooses seems to win every night. Mm-hmm. And he is the winner of Who's Your Hawk tonight with Seth Jones. First uh, of 10 wins. Just having a monstrous game. Recapping Seth Jones's line for those that missed it. It's, it's comical. An assist. 23-43 of ice time, five shots, eight shot attempts, six block shots, and a takeaway. He, Yikes. He was he was playing with a purpose tonight. I loved it. Yeah, but that contract, man. Ugh. Yeah, well. <laughs> they should really yeah. fire the guy that gave, that gave him that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they should. He shouldn't should be allowed never to make let him decisions. Back in hockey. Yeah. Should never let that guy back in hockey. Oh, wait, yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, boys, enjoy the rest of the evening, and right, uh, we will have a fun day tomorrow where we will try to talk a little about the Blackhawks as possible. Oh, uh, I'm going to yell at uh, DJ and, and Pete about oh, yeah. uh, the Corey Crawford slander. Yeah. That went on, on, as uh, I told them in our, our little chat, I called him out, and, and our guy Pete said mid, and my reply was, well, he was slightly less mid than Tuka Rask in 2013, and that's all that matters. Yeah, Second you mentioned Tuka Rask, you got to get rags out for those guys. Oh, my God, it's the best. He lost that game, for the record, mm-hmm. and that series. He, uh, um, last time I checked, he doesn't have any championship rings, and Corey Crawford's got two of them. Interesting. All right, buddy, have a good night. Drive safe. Do not pass out before you hit the sheets. Yeah, wait till you're home. <laughs> I'll, I'll get home, but once I get through that door, I'm not making any guarantees how far I make it into the house. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. See ya. All right, see you tomorrow. That is Greg Boyson from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. Here's a fun stat. Yeah. Uh, cumulatively, from the 2007-2008 season to the 2022-23 season, the Blackhawks have the 23rd ranked power play in the NHL. Give me those years again. 2007, 2008 to 2022, 2023. Cumulatively over that span of time, they are 23rd in the league on the power play. Well, number one, Washington Capitals. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. Do they have someone (laughs) who's really good at the power play? Yeah, someone who scores a lot of goals. Interesting. Who knew? Mm. I wonder if he'll be good someday. Maybe. Anyway, we got to take another break. We got a ton still to do. We got to give you a four star of the game. We got to hit Connor's corner. What else we got to do? Anything else? We got a bunch of super chats. Four star. Four star. Damn. All right. We got a lot. We're going to get to your super chats next. Thanks for your patience on that. But we want to remind you, boy, on a night like tonight, I could really use a cold goose island, and I'm going to have one as soon as the show is over. Sure. They are Chicago's beer since 1988. With the delicious Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, the 312 Wheat Ale, the Full Pocket Pills. That's what the brewers are drinking. Not the Milwaukee Brewers. They're drinking their own tears. But the brewers of Goose Island are drinking the Full Pocket Pills. My favorite is always the Green Line. And, of course, the 312 is the go-to. And you can grab yourself. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Yeah, finish that sentence. You can grab sentence. yourself an ultra-fresh <laughs> Brewery exclusive beer, stick with a copy, Jay. At Goose Island's <laughs> original brew house on Clybourne and Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. That is Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. 
and I'm going to wait for Steven to come back. Oh, I thought you were going to stone cold me a beer on the set. I could if you really want me to. Nah. Eh, I'm too old for that shit. Right. I'm going to wait because it says here in the copy, production must display lower third throughout this next spot. I'm so. ready for it now. All, All right. right. Hey, are you in the market for a new vehicle? Wait, hold on. The lower third's not up yet. Oh, no. If you are. There we go. Then we have some amazing news for you. We here at CHGO are on the same team as Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Black Friday sales event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, there is 0% financing and that is available on select new models all month long. That's right. It is still November. So for the month of November, it is the Ray CDJR Black Friday sales event. But that's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO. I don't know why I'm getting the giggles. <laughs> you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR/service. And I will say that that free oil change is a wonderful gotcha. value. Uh, I got my oil changed yesterday. Uh, over at Ray, they're a short drive away from me up in the north woods, um, up in Fox Lake up there. And, and I took advantage of that uh, free oil change. I said, hey, I've heard of CHGO, and I would like my oil change, please. And Ray himself said, no problem. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team that we here at CHGO recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963 and giving CHGO listeners free oil changes since now. That's a great deal. It's a free. Free is always a good deal. Yes, it's my favorite price. Free ninety nine. Yes. All right, let's uh, fire out some of these super chats that were not free. We appreciate them. Windy City Hockey with five dollars says, "So what number does Bouvillier wear? Seventy two is used by Vlasic. Eighteen is retired. Mm. You can't do twenty seven. You can't do eighty one. Anthony Bouvillier. I'm gonna go like where, something weird like eighty two. Where his numbers in junior? did he wear the only nhl numbers he's worn are 72 and 18 okay. i looked what about his junior numbers where do you find junior numbers what resource is that oh i got my sources all right, all right. uh you do some of these super chats I'll all right uh lebowski five with a five dollar super chat says dickinson is really turning a corner can he be a part of the team when they're ready to contend maybe that elusive patrick sharp type acquisition Wait, i'm what? i'm here for it because what i like about him much like patrick sharp is he can play center or wing Power play, penalty kill, whatever you need Jason Dickinson to do, he can do it. Now, I don't think he's ever going to have the sort of offensive output that Patrick Sharp has, but that sort of lineup versatility that Patrick Sharp provided is hugely valuable to a team, no matter where you are in a rebuild. Jason Dickinson is an NHL player on 32 NHL teams. Yeah. So, absolutely, I think there's a spot for him uh, down the road. Uh, yeah, I... I I think he's he's one of these guys that like he's on an expiring deal. If he's playing really well, you listen to the offers that teams may or may not, you know, may potentially make. 
for a player like him as as trade deadline as the trade deadline approaches. But also, if you believe in him and you believe what he's doing, you believe he can be part of that culture setting and that that future. And look, like when when we talk about like a lot of the good things that are happening in the bottom six for this team, a lot of them center around Jason Dickinson being involved. Yeah. So if you if you believe more in his value being here than in what he could potentially get you in a trade return. I think you invest in him and I don't think that you're you I don't think that that would be a bad idea. Yeah, it's time to start thinking about not just trading everybody. Yeah, you know? and and we haven't really even thought to I mean as an organization. Yeah, and I, I don't think that the thought has been too much this year on on okay, we're just getting people just to sell them sell them off at the trade uh deadline. So yeah, I I I I think if if there's interest in him sticking around on both sides, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, five hours from Thomas says, kudos to Kyle Davidson. I think he handled this well. You could tell he was shaken with it, and yet he stood there and faced the media proud of him. Uh, Brandon Sikora with a five hour super chat says, great effort. Jason Dickinson and Joey Anderson are doing their job. Anderson should have been on the roster day one. Luke deserves a round of applause. And our buddy, Young Dangle God, thinking about him today with yeah, Patrick Kane signing with the tough. Red Wings. Gives us a dollar every day. Well, here's what he has to say. $10 Super Chat. Now that Kaner is officially a Red Wing, this is my final reach of desperation. Unfortunately, like <laughs> all good things, this bit must come to an end. Just kidding. Resign Kaner, summer 2024. <laughs> there you go. By the way, if you missed our emergency podcast yeah. on the Patrick Kane signing, you found, I'll find it for you since I know you're looking something up, really interesting stat about players that have had the, the hip resurfacing surgery. Mm. Nicholas Backstrom played 47 games, had 22 points, and has taken basically a leave of absence, meaning he's going to retire. Carl Hagelin, zero games, zero points. Ryan Kessler, zero games, zero points. Ed Jovanovsky, 37 games, five points. Patrick Kane, if he comes out and is anywhere close to the Patrick Kane he was before, is going to really be the first NHL player to have this procedure and come out of it the other side. Uh with any semblance of his former career. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's a gamble. It's a gamble. And I think everybody should be uh, tempering their expectations on what sort of output Patrick Kane's going to have with Detroit this year. I'm, I'm interested to see it Yeah. for me when they're on TV and I'm home, they're going to be appointment television. Uh, Cause I think they're kind of fun to watch anyway. Yeah. They're just intriguing, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I just, you know, with all that in mind, I know a lot of people were upset when the Hawks let him go, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's uh, it's a to be determined on what level of, of play Patrick King can bring. Um, but I mean, if there's anyone I could I could see having that surgery and coming back and being pretty close to the player that they were, I would believe. Patrick King could yeah. do that. When he plays a different um, game than Kessler we'll and Jovanovski. And, yeah, 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 right, right. He's exactly. going to be on the perimeters doing his thing. Yeah. Do you have answers on numbers? Yes. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier uh, was captain of the Shawinigan Cataract. I think it's Cataracts. I don't know how to exactly pronounce cool it. Logo. I know that. It's a, yes. Uh, he wore 91, currently available for the Blackhawks. So that could be a number... That he wears like and um, keeps it warm for Steven Stamkos. Oh, there you go. I yeah. like that. I've always liked ninety-one. Good number. Sergey Fedorov was a guy on a, a guy I loved on a team I hated. Mm-hmm. 
Good on good, good ninety one. Brad Richards for the Hawks was a ninety one. Anthony Duclair. Duclair was ninety one. Drake Kajula. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. It was. It's not a. It's not a very populated number. No. With the Blackhawks. It's a good one though. I yeah, like it's it. a, a lot of great players have worn ninety one because they can't wear nineteen. All right, Stephen. What graphic do you have handy? What do you want to do first? I got them all. You want to do a uh, four star? Let's do four yeah. star of the game. We talked about him a little bit. Four star winner. Dickinson. There he is. How about it? Large J Richard. One goal, <laughs> plus two, two shots, six shot attempts. Congratulations to Jason Dickinson, who is quickly becoming a fan favorite in Chicago and with good reason. Yeah. Uh, he's been awesome lately. Really, really good. Yeah. He's been really good. Uh, and and the, the shot today was just a beautiful shot. Uh, one timer. Um, Bar down right over, right past the ear hole of Philip Grubauer. Like, he had no chance at it. So, it was just a wonderful shot. Uh, you love to see that. No doubt. Good for him. Congratulations. All right, what do we got to do next? Connor's we corner. got the amazing music here. Oh, let's do it. All right. Step right in the end of our day. Connor Bedard, no points in this one. He was a minus one. 15.57 of ice time. Had one shot on goal. One more shot attempt. Uh, credited with three takeaways. Nice. One, two, and lost four faceoffs. Not his best day. I think there were some moments that um, won't show up on a score sheet. Made a couple nice passes, a couple nice setups uh, that you're not going to get credit for where he had an opportunity to shoot. Made a pass, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um I don't think he was awful in this game by any means, but one of the more forgettable games for Connor Bedard. This yeah, season. he is not above uh, learning lessons, and just just as Korchinski and, and the rest of the young guys still have you know a good amount of things to figure out at the NHL level, Bedard is also in that uh, group as well. Even though you know he has the stature of pretty much being the best player on this team. Um, He's, he's definitely still going to be learning a lot, and it's games like this that you kind of say, okay, let's go back and, and look at it. Let's see where we could have improved and, and move on from there. And I'm confident he will. And Lebowski, uh, five with a point. Connor's ice time went down. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to hold on to a lead late. Uh, you had a five on three during that third period. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they were shorthanded a lot in that game, too. Like they well, had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven penalties. Yeah. Uh, so they were shorthanded often in this one. Also, the the way that this team has been playing recently, when you're protecting a lead late, who are you throwing out there? You know, Bedard and Kershev and Reichel, or um, you know Dickinson and Felino yeah, and, and and those guys. Yeah. Like I, that, that's who you're trusting more. Yep, right that's now sure. at least. But hey, he's gonna be okay. He'll get, he'll have He'll his moments. Fine. Don't worry about that. He'll be fine. Still leading the uh, rookie scores uh, in scoring, so no worries there. All right, we are done. Yes, we did do it. We did it. All right, Ooh. awesome. Uh, boy, this has been a really long day. I'm really looking forward to hopefully tomorrow, like kicking the feet up a little bit, having some fun with DJ and Pete. And then doing our own little thing in the second half of the show. Nope, no practice is nice. Yeah, that'll, that'll be nice to not have to. Rush out the door in the morning to get here for me. Definitely. Uh, hey, make sure you smash that like button for us on the way out. And we want to make sure we thank everybody uh, for helping out with the uh, Black Friday sale and the Cyber yeah. Monday uh, CHGO. We are the winners 
of all city, if I'm correct. No, you are not correct. Not We're not. Even, Who won? Not the even DMVR. close. DNVR. Chat oh, kicked us. Whatever. They have. They have more it's, resources. It's, it's, it's rigged. It's different. Out of the out of the non flagship uh, network locations, ah. we were number one. So for the record, DNVR has like forty seven shows. <laughs> They've got like a Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes, a Colorado State show. They've got way more merch than we have to sell. Sure. And yeah. we have the White Sox, which just drives us all down. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but no, yeah, we, we it was it was awesome uh to see the uh the orders coming in for, for CHGO merch through the Black Friday sale. Um yeah, really cool. And just another reminder of like the community that, you know, we're 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 building here with CHGO across uh the Chicago sports landscape and and I promise you, one of these days one of our teams will be successful Woo. and and not dysfunctional, and it'll be a wonderful hey, we had, time. We had September of 2023. It was a fond month, Never wasn't forget. it? It was great. Yeah. I think we have to take that banner down, though, after this week. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, one more thing I want to mention, too, and I think this is a good reminder for all of us. Like, I have to tell myself this on days like today and like weeks like this, that um, – when you're on social media and people are getting you down and they're making you feel like shit and you really hate society, keep in mind that the vast majority of people are good and normal and understand the reality of things and how things should be and the right way to do things and the right way to treat people. It's just the loud mouth idiots that like to speak the most and like to get the attention shined on themselves uh, whenever something they're opportunist when bad things happen. Um, so, if you're ever feeling like it's weighing you down and you really just want to put your head through a wall like I know you did today, Mario. I know I did. I know Greg did. Uh, just take the deep breath and remember that most people are good. Most people mean well and don't let the bastards get you down. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I'll add to that. Like, it is, it is totally okay to log off, yeah. check out, because in all honesty, our human brains were not – uh, built to know the information and opinions of millions of people all at one time. We were uh, basically built for what um, I've seen it online a bunch of times, but we our, our human brains were built to eat berries in a cave with the 10 <laughs> to 12 closest people around us. Pass. So, you know, social media is, is an overload. Yeah. Uh, by by nature, so definitely uh, know that you're not the only person who feels overwhelmed at times by the nature of social media, and that it is totally cool to just log off, put your phone away, put your computer away, and uh, you know say hello to your friends or family or pet your dog or play with your cat or whatever. As Greg says, go smell a flower. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, not right now. All the flowers are dead in Chicago because it's it's bitterly cold. But, you know, smell the snow. All right. Well, we're back in just a few hours, it feels like. Uh, yeah, about 15. Yeah. Tomorrow, 2.30, yeah. we're going to start the show with Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean from the What Chaos podcast. Give them a follow, by the way, on social media. And we didn't on even get YouTube. to talk about their 
interview today with Scott Darling. Yeah, Scott Darling today. Good I mean, the, stuff. the 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 ladder of of weirdness in hockey today. There was just a lot, and it was all seemingly connected to the Blackhawks. So we'll get to more of that tomorrow. Definitely, and we will defend the good name of one Corey Crawford. Yes, tomorrow, two thirty on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> We all silly like the mayor. 